Well, welcome into the Mason Brew Pick'em Pod for Mason Brew Podcast on the SB Nation Podcast Network. I am Luke Yardy, joined by Anthony Broom, Von Lozon, and Scotty White. And we are ready for week two of the college football season. That is technically week three, but we, we still call it week two here. But had a lot of fun last week on the inaugural Pick'em Pod. Uh, we had some Good picks. If you'd have listened to us, you'd at least won some money. Uh, Vaughn and I going 5-2-1 on the week. Anthony and Scotty going 4-3-1 and one on the week. So everyone above 500, that's good news. I uh, like that. You know, uh, we, we, we can pretend to know what we're talking about here anyway as we head into uh, week two. As we are ready. First of all, how are you guys doing here tonight? Everyone doing all right? Yeah, doing well. Uh, the objective of any of these, uh, when you bet, period, is to win more than you lose. And no matter who you went with last week... Of the four of us, you came out on the positive end. You had the push with the Ohio State-Minnesota game. Um, but other than that, everyone came out of this smelling like a rose in a small sample size. But we'll see what happens with this week. I'm not as crazy about the matchups this week. There's always kind of a hangover in week two. Mm-hmm. But still some good games on the schedule. You know, let me say real quick, I really hope that some of the listeners or viewers out there are going with one person per week. Like if they went with Luke or myself last week, they would have won more. So I'm really hoping that uh, somebody goes all out and goes with Anthony uh, this upcoming week and wins a ton of money on FanDuel. Hopefully we can uh, get get some good money going here with week two, week three, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I would like to point out too, uh, the Ohio State push goes as a push on here, but on FanDuel I got it at minus 13 and a half. So I'm nice. counting as a win for that. <laughs> ah, well, that works for you. Like I said, whatever uh, the thing is here. So we do this show on Wednesday night. So the lines are what they were when I looked this up earlier today and put the sheet together. Uh, so what we pick is canon. Um, and so uh, what you, the bets that you make on when, you know, Saturday or whenever that's up to you. But, if you rode with us, if you listen to the podcast uh, when it comes out on Friday morning and made your picks, like I said, whoever you picked was—it's hard to know who to who to ride with this week. So this is where week two is where the men separate themselves from the boys. So that's my challenge to all four of us this time around: is to be the guy people look at next week and go, "There's something there." I like it. We got eight more games to choose here this week. All lines are via FanDuel. So make sure to hop on a FanDuel, get those bets in. We're going to kick it off uh, with a little App State at Miami action. This is an interesting one here. App State, eight and a half point dogs going down into South Florida. The over, or the total, I should say, is 54 and a half. Anthony, I'm going to start with you. you. You like App State in the points or you laying them with the, the U? Well, I don't like including App State in anything. Because yeah, it's your fault. So. reasons, But, you know, <laughs> I'm a content guy first and foremost, so I see – App State playing a U of M on the schedule, and I throw it on there because I'm evil that way. Uh, I, If you're going to go with the bit, you may as well ride with the Mountaineers. I'm going to take App State plus 8.5. Miami's coming off of getting drubbed by uh, Alabama last week, which we were all talking about games. that This is the second time in a row that Miami showed up on here. We were all uh, as a clean sweep, sweep there. None of us be, uh, picked against Alabama. So I think there's going to be a little bit of a hangover there. And plus, App State, as they showed you know, 14 years ago, uh, nothing's changed. They are never a pushover. They're a competitive team. They're obviously in the Sun Belt now, so it's not like 
an FCS team coming to town. So uh, I'm going to, I'm going to ride with the Mountaineers. I'll take app state and the eight and a half here. Vaughn, what side are you on? Yeah. Unlike the sweep last week with Alabama over Miami, I'm actually going to pick Miami this week at home. I, I feel like they've got a rebound game in them this week. Eight and a half isn't a terrible spread to cover by any means. So I'm going to go with Miami. What about you, Scotty? Yeah, I'm going with Miami too. Um, I just think, you know, after that performance last week, it is it is hard to gauge um, how good a team is when you see them up against Alabama week one, just because that usually happens to teams that play Alabama week one. Um, but I think that a lot of these teams that, that um, had a disappointing performance week one are going to be hungry. They're fighting to save their season. So I think that they're going to – I think – I think it's going to be a really good game. I think it's going to be close, but I'm going to go with Miami to cover. Yeah, I think it is going to be a close game. That's why I like the points here because that's beyond a key number, the plus eight and a half, you know, App State with the nice victory uh, over East Carolina, 7.7 yards per play in that one. Whereas I don't know what Miami is, you know, against Alabama, their defense has not been as good uh, the last couple of years. So for them to only get about four yards per play, uh, a little concerning for me. So this is a game that I think Miami will win, but I think App State is going to get the cover at Ooh. plus eight and a half here. So we move on to Texas at Arkansas for those uh, better at geography. There isn't there a place uh, pretty much right on the border between Texas and Arkansas that is called like Tex Tex Arkansas or something like Tex that. Arcana. Wasn't that uh, Tex Arcana, yeah. yeah, something like that. So uh, this is, we got, I guess we got a slight border battle here between these two teams, Texas, six and a half point favorites on the road, taking on the hog. Scotty, I'm going to start with you. Which side do you like? I think I'm going to go with Texas to cover this. Uh, they, they impressed me in week one, uh, first game with uh, coach Sark coming over from Alabama. Um, they impressed me. Uh, Louisiana is a good team last year. Um, and they handled them pretty easily. I think they ended up winning that game by 20 points. They looked good. Um, I didn't get to watch the whole thing, but uh, I was able to check them out a little bit. Um, so I'm going to go with Texas to cover minus six and a half. I think they'll win by a touchdown. Vod, where are you? Vod, where are you at on this one? Yeah, I'm going to pick the Longhorns too. I liked what Steve Sarkeesian brings to the table here offensively. They looked really good last week. And I guess, can we consider this their first? conference game in the sec and if so they're gonna go one and oh start one and oh uh against arkansas give me texas to cover anthony what do you like on this one well speaking of the the conference the future sec opponents actually throw back to the old southwestern conference where both of these teams were a member Ah. Uh, so little throwback game there Uh, i'm going texas as well i am not Arkansas, outside of Darren McFadden, Felix Jones, has never really done much of anything for me. Um, This isn't really much of an informed opinion, but I just feel like Sark's offense and what Texas showed last week to me, I'm pretty confident that uh, this team will probably win by at least a touchdown on Saturday. So you got to take the six and a half. Clean sweep across the board here. That line feels really low. Uh, I'm going to take Texas minus six and a half. Jordan Whittington uh, is a problem. That offense looked good. I think he had 138 yards receiving 
uh, last week in their win against, like Scotty said, a good Louisiana team, uh, beat them by 20. So uh, KJ Jefferson, I don't have a whole lot of faith in him going up against a bad Rice team. Did not look good. 12 of 21, 128 yards, a touchdown, an interception. Arkansas wins by 21, but they won the turnover battle four to one. I feel like they should have beat Rice by a little more. So I'm going to roll with Texas minus six and a half. Rutgers. What a win last week. Now they travel to Syracuse to take on the Orange. Minus two and a half point favorites. Anthony, you like the Scarlet Knights here? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> uh, I didn't expect them to throw up. A, they, I think they were 14 point favorites last week against Temple. They put up 61. I think it was it was not close. Uh, Greg Schiano has them playing the way that I think, Luke, when we, you and I did the preseason profile on them, we thought, there might be a chance they could get off to a hot start. And Syracuse with Dino Babers, I mean, his star has gone way down since they beat Clemson, whatever it was, probably three or four years ago now. I just feel like, again, this feels like a game where I feel like the number's a little too low. If you're asking me if Rutgers now, they got to go they gotta go play at Syracuse. It's a road game. There's always a consideration there. But this isn't uh, this isn't pushover Rutgers anymore. I think that Rutgers will move to two and zero, and I think that they'll cover that two and a half. Who do you like in this one, Vaughn? Yeah, I'm going to take Rutgers too. I'm kind of on that Greg Schiano hype train at this point. If you're asking me, I mean, that's pretty much asking if you think Rutgers will win by a field goal at the very least. And I think they do. I think they go into Syracuse, and I think they cover uh, pretty easily. Give me uh, Rutgers against Syracuse. Scotty, you like the Scarlet Knights too, or what? Oh, yeah. I think Rutgers, I mean, we saw it last year. They are a much more competitive team now. They almost beat Michigan last year. Um, and, yeah, Greg Schiano is a really good coach. They are a really well-coached team, and it, it looks like they're really starting to turn the corner. Um, yeah, I was really impressed. I I thought that they were going to win um, against Temple, but I was not expecting, I think, 61-14, to 14, whatever the final was. I have not seen that from Rutgers before, so it seems like they're turning the corner. I'm going to go with Rutgers to cover. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there, man. I was a little blown away by that score against Temple, 61-14, like you said. And I think Rutgers might be one of the most underrated teams in the country. I think they're going to be a, a problem for a lot of teams in the Big Ten East here this year. That line is really low. I love Rutgers minus two and a half here this week. NC State. This is taking boring. on Mississippi two games State. Yeah, we, with a yeah, we got uh, uh, two clean sweeps. We got here. I don't know about this one, though. NC State, two and a half point favorites on the road to Mississippi State with a total of 55 and a half. Scotty, I'm going to start with you on this one. Yeah, this one was this one was tough to pick. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with NC State to cover. Um, just just going off of the eye test from what I saw last week, um, both teams were, were playing not um, not very good opponents um, and Mississippi State had to overcome a 20-point deficit in the fourth quarter uh, to, to escape with a win. Um, and NC State well, had, a, had an easy 45-0 to zero victory. Um, so just go – I don't know a ton about these teams, but just going off the eye test last week, I'm going to go with NC State. I think they'll win by at least a field goal. What do you got for us, Vaughn? Not so fast, my friend. I'm going to go with the <laughs> underdog at home, Mississippi State. I went with a home dog last week with UCLA, and that one was a great pick for me. So I'm going to continue that trend. I got to pick at least one per week. So, Anthony, give uh, me at least one home dog each week, please, uh, with these picks. <laughs> so I'm going to go with Mississippi State uh, with the two and a half points. 
Anthony, we're split now. We don't have a clean sweep. What you breaking the tie with who? Mm, well, I'll be completely transparent here. Um, I don't. I'm not a big fan of. I, originally, I had on my sheet NC State minus two and a half, but I got to break the cycle here. You know, you win these pick'em things by going a little bit differently than everyone else. I, I feel like uh, Mississippi State and, and Mike Leach, like what. I'm just I'm gonna go with Mississippi State at home just to be a little bit different. Have them covering the two and a half and, and have them winning the game. So I could be wrong, but at least I'll be wrong being different from everyone else. So I understand the logic. I happen to disagree. I think that you win these things by just picking more right than everyone else. That's why I'm going to take NC State minus two and a half here this week against Mississippi State because uh well, first of all, SP plus thinks this is a giant mismatch. NC State's ranked 29th in SP Plus compared to Mississippi State at 60. 525 yards of offense against South Florida last week. Like Scotty pointed out, down 31-14 was Mississippi State to uh, Louisiana Tech last week before coming back in the fourth quarter to win that one. Give me the Wolfpack on the road. And I don't know if Vaughn, as we move on to this next one, likes the home dog here. Pittsburgh, three and a half point favorites on the road to Knoxville, taking on the Volunteers. And I'm going to start with Scotty. Well, um, I will say when I was betting college basketball this year, one of my favorite things to do was bet against Tennessee. um, And it worked a lot. Um, So (laughs) I'm going to do the same thing here. I'm going with Pitt. Um, I just, Tennessee always I hear a lot during the off season and then they never actually show up. Um, and they had a super slow, I was watching the the first half against Bowling Green. Um, they had a super slow start and they, they didn't, they did come close to covering. Um, but I, I, I like Pitt in this one. I'm going to go with Pitt to cover. What about you, Vaughn? You like that? You like that home dog this week? No, no, not, not, not with this one. I, my, my home dog pick is out of the way. Uh, I, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh as well. I One of my favorite things to do in all of football for some reason in college is just to hate Tennessee uh, with a passion. And uh, I, I quite honestly wasn't really impressed with what Joe Milton brought to the table last week. So I'm going to take Pitt and just roll the dice and hope that uh, Tennessee goes goes down on this one at home. Where are you going on this one, Anthony? You know, <laughs> this is another difficult one. But I'm going to go with the fight in Joe Milton's here. Uh, and I'll say this. The college football gods are nothing if not hilarious. This is probably the biggest, the best matchup of miserable fan bases that this college football schedule could, could give us this season. Um, Pittsburgh fans are miserable people. Tennessee fans are miserable people. Um, I feel like there's, like, we saw it last year with Joe Milton where there was just like that one come to Jesus game that came out of nowhere. I have a feeling that Pittsburgh is going to get lit up by Joe Milton because it's the most hilarious outcome. So I'm going to go with Tennessee as a home dog with the three and a half points. I like Vaughn, like me a home dog every once in a while. I'm going to take the volunteers plus three and a half. Give me the points. I love the hook there. If this is two and a half, I think I probably go Pittsburgh, but I think this is going to be, a really close game, oddly. I I think Joe Milton and his dual threat ability is going to give Pittsburgh a little bit of problems here this week. Uh, This might just be wishful thinking. I'm not really 100% sure, but I never really (laughs) trust 
you know, Pat Narduzzi and Pittsburgh on the road as a home favorite. So I'm going to take Tennessee. By the way, Josh Hoople is uh, he's undefeated as a home dog. He, he's a full one and oh. So uh, big sample size there. Let's let's go with him as a, as a home dog. Moving on to an underrated rivalry game. This is something that is kind of uh, this is a game that's really built itself up in the last few years. Iowa traveling to Iowa State, Iowa four and a half point underdogs in this one. Anthony, where are you going? Uh, I'm sorry. Okay, totally. Did did I did I read this wrong? Well, Iowa State is a four and a half point underdog. Uh, no, Iowa is. Uh, you had it. At, Iowa is a four and a half point dog at Iowa State. Okay, sorry, I totally read that wrong. I'm going to leave it in so the world knows how uh, how stupid I. Er- did we? I'm going off you. Did 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 we get no. that one wrong? Is that not the spread? Uh, we have it right here. We have it okay. right. Yep. Um, this is an incredibly difficult game uh, because it's it's one that I'm sure Michigan fans will be watching closely because uh, there's always that one eye. Grass is greener on the other side. Look at uh, what Matt Campbell does, and we're familiar with. Uh, the rivalry with Iowa and how that's picked up over the last few years. I didn't like what we saw out of Iowa state last week and, and Iowa comes out, beats the brakes off of Indiana at home and Iowa has kind of owned the series as of late. So I feel like them with the four and a half as a four and a half point underdog. I just, I was owned this series lately and it's hard for me to pick against them. If it was maybe if it was flipped and, uh, you know, I, I would. I feel pretty good about Iowa uh, and the four and a half points. So I take Iowa to cover the spread here. Where are you at, Vaughn? Yeah, I like Iowa too. My worst pick last week was betting against Iowa uh, with Indiana, and that was a terrible decision on my part. So I, I've learned my lesson: never bet against Iowa at Kinnick uh, home game. Um, with, with all of that uh, nonsense going on over there uh, with what they've got. So I'm going to go with Iowa. I really liked what I saw, especially defensively, had the couple uh, interceptions returned for touchdowns, and Iowa State just really didn't like what I saw out of them, uh, barely squeaking by what should have been an easy game. So I will go uh, with the Big Ten here and go with Iowa. Scott, are you, who are you rolling with, Cyclones or Hawkeyes? I'm going with the Hawkeyes. They were extremely impressive last week. Um, and I think I mentioned uh, I, I kind of like Iowa to win the West this year. They, they're they always a tough team. Um, and this year, I just think this might be the year that they uh, that they can get to the Big Ten Championship again. Um, they looked really good. And Indiana's a good team, and they just thoroughly dominated that game. And like you guys were saying, Iowa State did not look that impressive. Um, and I think that, you know, college game day is going to be there. Iowa State's going to get up for this game. You know, I think it's going to be a good, close game. Um, but I like Iowa to cover, and I think Iowa's probably going to win the game. Look, at the end of the day, Matt Campbell's never beaten Iowa. And for them to be four-and-a-half-point dogs going into Ames after that performance against Indiana almost feels too easy, which gave me a little pause. Like, Iowa seems like the pretty clear side here. So I, I thought maybe someone knew something we didn't, and they're trapping us, but I'm still rolling with the Hawkeyes here. Anthony and I did the uh, Iowa um, Big Ten preview, um, and I really liked Iowa. I thought I, – I don't remember if I picked them to to win the West, or I, I knew I said they were, they were going to be competing over on that side, and they proved it in week one against a, a huge win against Indiana, whereas Iowa State uh, struggling with Northern Iowa. So give me the Hawkeyes. Give me the points in that rivalry game there. 
Then we've got the big noon kickoff. Ohio State taking on Oregon. 14 and a half point favorites. More so than they were favored against Minnesota a week ago. Scotty, where are you at on this one? Oh, this one is tough. If it was 13 and a half, I would say a definite Ohio State. The 14 and a half is a little hard, but I think I'm still going to go with Ohio State. Um, I was really surprised uh, at halftime last week when they were losing to Minnesota. I did not think that it was going to be close, um, but they did pull away in the second half, um, one by two touchdowns. And Oregon, um, they got to get some of those key players back. Um, obviously going to be crucial in this game, but going into into Columbus is is daunting. Um, and I think Ohio State's just a lot better of a team. I think that they're probably going to win this one by a few touchdowns. Who are you liking this one, Vaughn? Yeah, I'm going to take Ohio State too. There was a lot going against Ohio State last week with them being down at halftime. The weather was terrible. You're breaking in a redshirt freshman quarterback, all of that playing in there. And But this game... Uh, Oregon, eh, I'm, I'm not super high on them this year, uh, quite honestly. Them going to Ohio State, it's going to be a tough environment for them to play. First game at the shoe uh, since uh, uh, 2019 with the fans uh, being in attendance, and they always go wild there, so I'm going to take Ohio State. Who are you liking this one, Anthony? It's Ohio State. Um, do I need to say any more? It's Ohio State, and they're playing at home, and – they got what feels like maybe their "quote unquote" bad non-conference performance out of them. Uh, they did just—they can score so quickly. Um, I, I I hate it, but it's hard to pick against the Buckeyes. I actually think that game last Thursday night went about as I expected it to go. I took Minnesota plus fourteen. They they somehow, I mean, just horrible tackling down the stretch there. I thought I had that cover pretty easily, uh, but. Hey, Ohio State, like Anthony just said, they could score on you in a hurry. I don't believe in that defense uh, one iota, but it's not going to matter uh, in this one. I'm taking Ohio State minus 14 and a half. Big factor for me, uh, number one, you guys pointed out Ohio State uh, first game at the shoe. Plus, they get extra rest having played on Thursday. And Oregon's got to come over for a noon kickoff uh, pretty much across the country. It's a 9 a.m. kick in Eugene. Uh, absolutely not. This gives me Stanford uh, being ranked playing at Northwestern week one on a noon kickoff vibes, and it went horribly for Stanford. I think it's going to go horribly for Oregon. I think Ohio State blitzes Oregon. Give me uh, 14 and a half in this one. And finally, we've got Michigan taking on Washington. And my God, has this line moved a lot. By the way, all of our lines uh, via fan duel in this one. So this, I think the consensus consensus opened at one or one and a half. This has moved to Michigan six and a half point favorites against the Huskies. Scotty, where are you at on this one? Yeah, that line has been moving a lot. I think when I, when it first came out, even this week, it was, um, I think it was down at three and a half or four and a half. And every time I check Vandal, it just keeps going. Um, but I like this six and a half. I think, I think that Michigan's going to win by at least a touchdown. Um, the game makes me a little nervous just because, you know, Washington's kind of fighting for their season right now. They just lost to an FCS opponent last week in Montana. They obviously they're going to come in swinging. Um, they, they can't start Owen two. So I think that they are going to look a lot better than they did last week. Um, but I've got faith in Michigan. I think that they're going to cover that six and a half. How about you, Vaughn? Yeah, this one's tough. I, I've been going back and forth with this one all day uh, in anticipation of recording this podcast. But I do think I'm going to go with Michigan at the end of the day. 
that that over under at 48 and a half that that's that's a little scary for me i <laughs> i i don't really know if uh, washington has the ability to put up some points uh just given the fact that they scored one touchdown against montana last week so i i don't really see uh, the over under really being hit i don't think michigan uh, wins 49 to nothing by any means but i do think that they will win by at least a touchdown anthony oh man again i'll I'll be i'll be the homer here i I like michigan in this game i watched the washington film earlier this week and whatever you think the box score is about what they did offensively now they played a very good they held a team to 13 points like enough said defense played well did its job i think they're going to give michigan everything they can uh, to kind of muck up that game and kind of do what Michigan State did to them last year. And I think that's that's the important storyline here. Does Michigan fall in love with what is offense, what their offense was in the first week of the season? But if, that, if Michigan's defense throws this Washington offense even just a little bit off schedule, um, you know, they, Montana didn't exactly get after the quarterback a ton and still like somehow was disruptive and that offense was a mess and – the wider, I mean, Giles Jackson, that's a big storyline this week. He only had four catches for 15 yards and dropped a pass on a fourth down. Um, I feel like coming into a night game in this environment, I just it, it gives me vibes of that early stretch of Michigan season in 2015 where people are like, oh, well, watch out. BYU's coming to town. Uh-oh, watch out. Northwestern's coming to town. And they just beat the brakes off both of those teams. Give me Michigan uh, covering the six and a half and then some this week. Well, I know I work for Mesa Brew. I hope I don't get fired for this one, but I'm actually going to take the Huskies and the points here. I, I do think Michigan wins this game, but that is a lot of points uh, to leave out there for me to feel comfortable with because, you know, last week I'm still not really sold on Michigan's passing defense. I, I really didn't like what I saw quite a bit. How are they going to replace Ronnie Bell? What is the emotional factor in getting someone ready to replace him uh, in just one week going to look like? There's no time time zone advantage like Ohio State has against Oregon. It's a 5 p.m. kick uh, Washington time with this being a night game. They're going to be hungry coming off the loss to a FCS school. They're going to be looking to prove to the country that it's not a fluke that they were in the top 25. And I don't think Dylan Morris is going to throw three interceptions because I'm not sure this Michigan secondary has it in them uh, to, you know, force turnovers like that here so i'm gonna take the points in what i think will be a close michigan victory here this week so that's gonna uh, wrap it up our eight games hopefully you're gonna be able to make some money again all lines thanks to FanDuel here this evening and uh guys where can we find you you know on social media scotty i'll start with you bud uh at scotty white underscore on twitter that's where i'll be um, I'm hoping that the uh, reception in the big house is going to allow me to be tweeting during the game. Uh, I can't can't wait to see the maze out under the lights. It's going to be a ton of fun. Vaughn, where can we find you, my man? Yeah, I'm at Vaughn underscore Lozon on Twitter. And yes, uh, going off Scotty's last point, wear your maze. I want a good environment at the big house this weekend. I will be in attendance there. So, Anthony, if you're going to be in the press box, you can't, you can't wear maze, but I will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I will be wearing neutral colors. It is a, it is a non-cheering press box, and I'm a professional, as you can tell. You sure um, are. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. It's the first night game environment that will be at Michigan Stadium since uh, with fans there since the Notre Dame game in 2019. And 
like I said, uh, Michigan tends to, I don't know. I feel like I feel like we're kind of in for a bit of a show on Saturday, um, but we'll see. I've been wrong before. Um, I'm also there's also a part of me that's very scared about the similarities to uh, week one to week two last season. But uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Anthony T Broom. Again, podcasts, all that stuff, amazing root podcast wherever you get your shows. Leave us a five star review. We're on Apple, Google, Spotify, and Stitcher. Mason Brew is on all social media platforms. Uh, that millennials are on. We haven't moved into the Gen Z stuff yet, but uh, yeah, we appreciate your support. And hopefully we hone in on someone that is kind of our resident betting expert here. We're still kind of trying to sort that out. Yeah. We got long season ahead of us. I know that you can find me on Twitter at Luke Giardi, L U K E G H I A R D I. That's going to do it for us on the Mason brew. Pick them podcast. Appreciate you tagging along, subscribe, rate, leave a review for Scotty White, Von Lozon, and Anthony Broom. I'm Luke Yardy, and we'll see you next week on the Pick'em Pod.